0: You are listening to Irish Illustrated Insider. It is Friday, March sixth. We witnessed Nordame's first spring practice on Thursday, March fifth. And thank God! I don't know about you guys, but those those last couple podcasts leading up to pre spring and pre August—that's
1: why I skipped one. Yeah, <laughs> you just <laughs> it's decided. Like, right, yeah. Give it's like, right me something. Sorry, guys. give me
0: something to work with, and we certainly have something to work with. I felt
2: like we were answering August questions in February. Yeah. Like, so I know, I know. Right but yeah, I
0: mean, everybody's interested in that yeah. stuff, and and that's what we do. But it's it's good to have a. A practice under our belt. And we can talk about that. We'll talk extensively about that. I, I, I want to start with Ian Book because, um, and Pete, I saw you put out a list yesterday of the guys that stood out to you, and I put out a list this morning of the five that, the five that thrived. I thought yesterday, and I, we were pretty comparable there, uh, especially at safety. I need to check out your list. Uh, but but Ian, I mean, I thought Ian Book. I mean, he really really threw the football very well. Uh, it, timing was good remember when we turned to each other that that uh, seam route to yeah. Tommy Tremble it was perfectly placed and then he had a over the throw catch on a, a like a short corner route by uh, Lindsey that was perfectly placed as well I thought Ian Book definitely hit the ground running
1: yesterday yeah it was just sharp and it didn't it didn't feel like a big revelation either no you're watching it um, it looked you know, free
0: and easy, and it, it, what he should be doing.
1: How I many How many times are we at a practice and we're like sort of overthinking every single thing the quarterback does, uh, watching every throw? Like we all watched every throw Ian Book made, but when they were completed or they were you know, really on point, that one over Uzu Kormoa to Lindsey that, that, was he, that you referenced, yeah. like. Everything else is just like, yeah. This is what a fifth. Yeah, year, and I mean, this it, is what a fifth-year senior quarterback should do. It was like a and feather. You know, it arrived like a
0: feather fall from the sky. Yeah. I think I used that term this morning in the story. I mean, he threw a lot of passes like that.
2: And it's going to be beneficial for future practice reports because now we don't have to really pay attention to the comparison of Ian Book and anybody else. We can watch Brendan Clark and Drew Pine try and fight it out and improve over the spring. We, it's, Ian Book, looked great. He's going to, and he should have looked great. We don't want to overdo it. I mean, <laughs> the, the corners. They had their number one corner out. Their safety, Pete found out later, hurt his ankle during practice. Right. Kyle Hamlin. Kyle Hamlin. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder In why case he you was. you were
1: curious who the number one safety was. <laughs> <laughs> that's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> uh, well, I just thought. Yeah. Go, yeah, ahead. That's true. Let's go ahead and attach <laughs> a name to it. on the wrong it. podcast. Yeah, I att- know that. Either. No, I get it. I, I get it. But, I'm just but he yeah. should look good. It's controlled. Yeah, settings. and I,
0: I wondered why he was laying off a lot of stuff. And as it turns out, I guess he. Turned his ankle. Yeah, yeah. It's explained. Yeah. It's like what he's not picking. He hasn't picked off three passes in this <laughs> right. practice. Yeah. What's wrong with him today? It was
1: strange to have people on Twitter be like, "What's with Kyle Hamilton? Was he like just <laughs> like the second-year safety regression oh, yes. theme?" Did, yeah.
0: No, he did. He's he'll be fine. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I really thought that. Obviously, Kevin Austin showed. I thought Ben Skoranek showed. Um, I like his size. I mean, I think he's a. You know, it's it's kind of a stereotype to say possession type receiver but I think his size yeah will help him be be a uh inviting target for Ian Book
1: yeah I thought it, it was strange to me that of the two grad transfers Ben Skronik was the one that turned my head the most because I think we all sort of came in thinking like well Isaiah Pryor is going to be kind of a plug-and-play player and that wasn't he didn't really show anything to to back that up um Houston Griffith also had probably the best practice we've ever seen him have.
2: He did. Griffith, um, the only way to couch that, and we said it during practice, was he was lining up one-on-one with the tight ends. Um, And I will say, though, he's the only guy that made a play on Tommy Tremble who had a really good practice. He made a really nice read on Tremble. But when you're lining, and Brock Wright is, Brock Wright did every rep, but we also found out Brock Wright might be nursing a little bit of an injury and he's just trying to make it through that practice. So while a lot of guys got torched by Kevin Austin, Houston Griffith didn't have a chance to be. Now yeah. he shouldn't be having to go one on one against Kevin Austin either. That's why he's moved to safety. But I thought Griffith had the best practice by far he's ever had because I have never noted Houston Griffith for doing anything <laughs> in practice before. And I he, th- he looked really good.
0: I thought DJ Brown. You mentioned mm-hmm. DJ Brown too. He's I thought he did list. some uh, did some good things. Um, now he's playing where the number one safety is playing yeah. behind <laughs> him. But if he, you know, I mean, if he proves to be the second best. Safety, I'm sure you moved to that spot. But it really refreshing to see Houston Griffith have a good practice.
2: Tim, you wanted to make a point. I don't remember who it was against. Pryor made one <laughs> really nice play, fast break up. In 11 on 11, too. It was it McKinley? But yeah, so either way, it wasn't awesome. I have But it, he made a nice play. Um, I thought the best part about Kevin Austin was we weren't shocked. We were, weren't we just waiting to say, like, yeah, that's what Kevin Austin was. He do.
1: was still better than I thought he was going to. Be. He exceeded my already that's high good. expectations. Um, I mean, he was making some just like – I'm um, Making Tariq Bracey look like a high school kid. Right.
0: And there there were a couple catches where it's like, oh, that's gonna get knocked down. How in the world did he make that catch? Yeah, juggling and he stays, concentration. stays up. Right. And then yes. he
1: stays up. Yeah. Like Miles Boykin and Chase Claypool fall down. Um, they're still great catches, but then Kevin Austin seems to have like sort of an acrobatic ability to then keep his balance. And they just score a touchdown yeah. after
0: it. I think there's a critique of him. I'm going to save that. We have a question in the second segment. We'll talk uh, about that a little bit more. But uh, I thought Lindsay played well. Uh, McKinley played well. Nancy it was did. a it was a pass breakup by Pryor on McKinley that you're referring to right near the end of practice.
2: McKinley bullied the corners. That's what he he looked yeah he really did yeah, he, he really, really
0: did got well. a lot of Caleb
1: offered matchups he
2: did as well he did but um, I mean he, he got some but did. he got some bracy too I wrote at least three tree yeah. Bracey matchups with because I accidentally was watching yeah Bracy Bracy
0: kind of late in the day yeah. s- struggled on a, a couple plays but um you know I still like I still like their odds with Mike Mickens coaching him I Jeremiah Koromoa just like when he's on the field he draws your eyes to him. Whether he's making a play or not, just because of the way—I mean, he's an impressive athlete out there—and then so he was one of my five just because he kept—he <laughs> was there. Right? He just kept—I yeah. mean, yeah. he just kept showing up around the ball and seemed very active. And I, you know, you want to mix in some some defensive players as well. But um,
2: yeah, that's a hard practice for defensive guys. Like, if that's why Houston Griffith is notable, that is just a difficult practice to shine in because you're not allowed to hit at all. You're not allowed to bring anyone to the ground.
1: And Maris Leifow did hit. Clark Lee was like,
2: "What's the matter with yes, you?" he did. And actually, Cam Hart came in and almost yeah. took out Brendan Clark yeah. on a nice throw. But uh, it's it's a very difficult spot to be in with the whole field one on ones. It's almost like we don't need to re- we need to really be careful how we report on one on ones because you should beat them. Well, four out of three out of five times you well, should kill that's, them. That's why. And then once maybe Oh would make what I reported
0: on one. were the defen only the defensive plays yeah. that were made. There were like seven out of thirty five. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, I mean, I, there
0: actually, there were seven defensive plays and one-on-one and 35 snaps. And
2: that is probably too much one way, but it's never going to be 50, 50-50. No, it can't be. You don't ever be. see that.
0: It, 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 it can't be. That's like shooting open jump shots, you know. I mean, those should go yeah. down, and that's that, that's pretty similar. Um, so, offensive line, um, Josh Lug at right tackle. Well.
2: It's just, I, I mean, it's all a function right now of who's healthy, because when they came out in tempo, Josh Lug was the left guard in place of Aaron Banks who can't practice. Kramer and Hainsy can practice, so they were out there. But once they started doing any work where you could get your foot stepped on or your knee rolled up accidentally with someone falling on top of you, Lug went to right tackle with Dirksen, at right guard, and then left guard was uh, Colin Grunhard? Colin Grunhardt Grunhard was there, yeah. So, but that's all. All of this is a function of the injuries at this point. So, yeah, is that, versatile.
0: The, the, the whole yeah. spring is going to be that way with the offensive line. I mean, I know Brian Kelly; they're not going to let, they're not going to let uh, and Kramer get involved right. in any
1: yeah. contact. And, like, they're limited because he, he said they were limited, even though he said they were not limited. <laughs> yeah, like they're... if you're on a GPS limit, that's a limit. Yeah, um, and that's fine. Like it's it's unfortunate for the line's cohesion and like making a step forward, which they have to make regardless of whatever this narrative is that they they were totally fine last year. Um, That's a group that can get a lot better. Um, But it's hard to get a lot better if all five guys aren't out there working. And they're not going to have a single spring practice where all five. They might not have a full. When the spring game comes around, there won't be any banks. And I guess I would be surprised if Kramer and Hansey did anything. They wouldn't play in that game. No way. No No way. On the defensive side of the ball,
0: of course, Shane Simon out. Uh Howard Cross, Irish Illustrator, had reported that well in advance. Um
2: Lacey uh was not out. Lacey was not fun. out. Yeah, you know, no.
0: Yeah. Lacey's I mean, even in the spring the guy's the guy's tough. You know, I give the kid a lot of credit. Uh Jack Lamb out. I may have I may have misinterpreted or miswrote uh something yesterday, but Brian Kelly said he's three weeks out from taking the next step. He's yeah. not, he's not, he's, not he's not three weeks away from participating in the spring, so um, so that has created uh, a situation at linebacker, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa at Rover. I'm, you know what? I'm fully on board with that now. We talked about <laughs> <come> it. <laughs> fully on board. Yeah.
1: Not all, yeah, he was also on your list of top performers. He exactly. Was, he was so good. And like, right.
0: Thank you. F- fully on board now. Yeah. Now, who's going to be the buck? Jordan Jenmar Keith. I still just don't see that. Um, he'll get That'd plenty of out. opportunities this spring. I Mar- Maris Leofau actually came out with a number twos at one point.
2: I don't see it at all. However, I didn't really see it at Mike Linebacker, Drew White, at the first practice starting last year either. And that's exactly no, and what I gotta, he did, and he played well. So, I wanna, we can, you know, it's we've got to give it a little time to Clark Lee with, with George J. Marquis. Can right? I just
0: say this about, I mean, when you look at Nardame's linebacking core, I mean, physically, you look at Nardame's linebacking core, It when you look at Drew White and you look at J.D. Bertrand.
2: Drew White hits on the at, field, man. He, he, no, I'm not I'm no. not saying let's, let's he's not a good. Preacher's going I'm that. not okay. saying
0: they're not they're they're you know Drew White had a good year. I'm not saying that they're not good players or JD Bertrand's going not going to be a good player. I'm saying when you look out there at a practice and it's the linebacking group, you'd like to see a more impressive looking group of linebackers.
2: But I have I agree with you. That, 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 physically. That, physically that's fine, but they're top. over in the
1: corner rehabbing, unfortunately. Yeah, the top five player on the well, team you know, is a linebacker that's... and
2: a top ten player on the team is a linebacker coming back though. So I think it's just a it's Okay, so fun. Simon and you Lamb know?
0: physically are yeah, yeah more yeah. impressive, I guess. Yeah. But Lamb was you know, he's still not a it he's still a not dip. fully mm-hmm. broke uh, uh, gained the weight that he's going to need to play at. I don't know. I just I, 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 you know when you. Have,
1: I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's you it's don't not, see Jalen Smith. You don't see Tavon Coney, yeah. Drew Tranquil. That's what they look. They okay, were bigger right. when they look like, yeah. like. you
1: know when Jalen Smith was here, so was Joe Schmidt. You know, Joe Schmidt was not, you're not impressing you physically. You're not I, I right? agree. So. I,
0: no, I agree. I mean, I agree with that. I'm just saying that Notre Dame should have a more physically impressive looking group of linebackers. That's all I'm saying.
2: Uh, all right. Yes, but uh, on the topic of where guys are lining up right now, the I believe the three linebackers last year were Shane, Simon, Rover, Drew White, middle linebacker, and Bilal, Buck. And then Bilal moved to at Rover the at spring? the start of spring. And then Bilal moved to Rover, Simon moved to Buck, and White Bilal got moved hurt out on to Mike, spring. White got hurt. I mean, Bilal, Bilal played all three.
1: He did. Yeah, he and did. And so he did Simon. Before he made the first move. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he took a single snap at Rover during spring. But he was still a right. rover from the previous. And year. then
2: Simon played all three because I remember you asked him, is yeah. it getting easier? And he said,
1: no. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't response. know. You know, I thought Bracey looked good, looked better early than he did late. I thought it was interesting that Cam Hart, who definitely is limited physically, was still running with the number twos ahead of KJ Wallace. I don't know that Isaiah Rutherford showed anything that I can comment he, on.
1: He showed that he got reps. Yeah, I was going to say he I got mean, a lot of that was reps. Well, yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was a. Who do you put out there? The coaches decided we're going to go with Rutherford. Right.
0: First. It was about period fifteen that uh, they kind of shut down Crawford. He, he had a bit of a hamstring. I turned to Tim at one point and said, "I didn't you know realize it looks he made like it that, they're, that far." Yeah, uh, I think I think so. Maybe maybe he's a he little didn't bit earlier any any than any of
2: that. Any he did not know what i was seven. But he was involved in drills and all that. Yeah, he was running yeah.
0: Around. So, um, yeah. So Rutherford got a bunch of reps. Um and that's good. He needs them. But I'm not sure that I saw anything per se a play or anything no. that 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 stood out. I thought Ovia Agufo uh coming off the edge one time. It might have been against Mabry. He was re- he was, it was really luck. good. It was luck. It was yeah, luck. Yeah, it was luck. It was it was an explosive <laughs> burst yeah. off the edge. Um I think he's one of the more intriguing players of the spring.
2: I agree with you. Um I wanna I interrupted you once, Tim on Luofile. He's one of the more intriguing players right now, too. There's no doubt. Because they're giving him two positions to look at. They,
0: right. He's another guy that your eyes are drawn to him maybe because his hair's flying all over the place. <laughs> yes. But it, but it's more it's more than that. He's just a bouncy he's a bouncy, athletic, mobile. Yeah guy
2: he lost eight pounds i did the weight thing is that, that right do. yeah so i think uh
0: but what'd they have him at 221
2: he went yeah from 229 to 221 i just took the hmm. last roster we ever had to the next roster is all you can do you know Zeke corral gain in 20 yeah that was That's a big. notable thing yeah uh, you
0: know so he's 221 so if he can get up to a good 230 by august which is very reasonable is that big enough is he big enough to play that position i just
2: thought he lost it for possible rover work too but yeah. he's not going to win that job. Of course, you know, as they said, we never know. The guys could – or who's a can move over. If a little yeah, the best somebody linebacker. Yeah, somebody hurt, yep. I
1: mean, you could have more than one linebacker. And he's
2: obviously going to be running I down mean. under every kick and punt over so. Yeah,
1: it could be a matchup thing, too. Yeah. Like, maybe there's some games where, you know, Barris works at true. Buck, and there's some games where, you know, it's like if you have a, a Georgia-style opponent, like, then it wouldn't be a great. Yeah, game. true. No,
0: yeah. and I agree. He'll be on everything, special teams. He's just that good of an athlete. He really catches your eye. Uh, who else on defense – uh, Aaron's I didn't. He's tall, man. He's tall. He was actually in, in individual reps and positional reps, he was actually repping at nose tackle, but I think that was just to balance out the, the balance stuff. Um, uh, you know, Osafa Mensa is. He I, lost I, a little
2: weight, too, which really hints that he would be. Maybe it was yeah, he's not thir- great weight. He he's third
0: the- team. They moved Justin Anatomy all the to the big end, which is, of course, the right move behind. Uh, so, you know, I, it's it's pretty well pretty well balanced across that defensive line despite a couple of injuries.
1: Yeah, I think defensively, I, you know, there's something I was thinking about last night. This is probably the third straight year where you look at the defensive line and say, like, that's the best position group on the team, which is pretty amazing it for is. people who have been around Notre Dame a long time that the defensive line would be that consistently talented and that consistently deep for – it's happening every Multiple year now. Seasons. Yeah, it's yes. happening
0: every year now.
2: And they were pretty good the first year there with El cocaine because they were they were just they, they didn't have the impressive athletes, but that was Kareem as a sophomore emerged, remember? Right. Against USC, Aquara started playing 400 snaps. Dalen Hayes was not great, and everybody thought he would be because he was a sophomore. And everybody anoints people, but they were pretty good. I thought
1: about that, and I was like, "I wonder." No, they weren't the best group. No, they teams. weren't the best group, <laughs> <laughs> but they were good. They, yeah. they had started being... They were right. no, And, the and best,
0: think about best if best they sense. could get the offensive line to the level that it needs to be and should be. If you can say the same
1: thing, you know, should about be the offense, right? Should, it, ex- it, that's what I'm saying. I don't I'm know getting, why you're not saying it every year. year it should be a conversation.
0: Yeah, let's talk. I did want if
1: one group is better, like. We should be able to have a debate, an honest discussion every year, like which group is better, the offensive line or the defensive line. The defensive line to win that by a lot for three straight years Yeah, you know, you could have more balance there. I think that would be healthy.
0: Let's move on with that point because Brian Kelly did kind of take offense to a question about the offensive line needing to improve. He said, we all need to improve. I need to improve.
1: See,
2: he answered it in truth. (laughs) But everybody can be better. I mean, the quarterback has to be better. They all do have to be better. However, I I, I think he's just sick of hearing it. Uh, he's defending Quinn.
0: He's defending Quinn. He has
2: good players there. He doesn't, well, there's reason, no real good reason for him to light a fire in the media under them. It doesn't do any good to say why they need to improve, probably. Just all behind closed doors. He's just not going to go with that narrative. Now I am going to ask him, at a pertinent point, how they can improve on third down. Because they were so bad on, on third and short, I'm sorry. Yeah. On third and short. They were so much worse than they normally are. And it, it does hurt your team. You, against in good ga- in big games you have to be able to convert those things mm-hmm. i know you can win some games that are crazy head knockers like they could have won that first georgia game being terrible on third down but it's because they were so amazing on third down on defense it's, you're yeah. not going to go beat clemson and go 1 for 3 on third and 1 yeah you got to 2 be for 4 for on third and 2 right you have to be able to convert those things it's just that's the problem now they they pass protected really well most of the year
0: they were really yeah. good at that um Brand Kelly mentioned that he wanted, in questions about Tommy Reese, he wanted his offensive coordinator to be the quarterback coach, so he certainly wasn't going to get rid of him. And Joe Moore had never had a chance to become offensive coordinator.
2: He had a chance. It was a nationwide massive total search that but, encompassed every coach in America that could have come in and coached Notre Dame, Tim, remember?
1: <laughs> you would have <laughs> had to I mean, just, somehow move Reese out of there. Which right, which he wasn't, which he it. wasn't
0: going to do, and so that's a, a part of the reason why Tommy Reese is the the offensive coordinator now. Um, interesting comments about what you know, free agency that's that's coming in in college sports, which was the term that Mike Bray gave it. Um, Brian Kelly said, "Well, I was allowed to go from Central Michigan to Cincinnati and Cincinnati to Notre Dame, so why shouldn't the players be allowed?"
2: That he started trending.
1: now. Yeah, he he tra- it's like. End of comment. He couldn't stop himself. It was, it was like, here he comes. But then he said,
0: well, I had to be successful to move up. I don't know how that correlates to a player transferring, most right?
2: transfer, the most players, yeah. 99% transfer because they're not successful. Yeah,
1: they transfer down. He's
2: thinking of the famous quarterbacks that are now transferring and getting away. Oh, worse. right, but, right, I mean, right. By far the most transfer away from a situation they can't win. Yeah. Easily. In the history of all of basketball and football. They're not. Demetrius Jackson, his freshman year, wasn't going to be like, man, this is not really working out here right now. I'm going to go to Duke. Correct. He would have gone to Georgia Tech. He stayed and thrived. I used him because he, you know, he had. he's the guy that opposing coaches said he is the model player yeah. right. to stay. No, could have left.
1: From yeah. a purely self-serving perspective, these are the transfers Notre Dame would like to take into the program. Yes. The guy who's really good at Iowa State or the guy who's really good at Cal, you'd be like, hey. You were good there. You want to move up? You were successful there. We could take you. You could help us. Um, but I don't. That's not a reason that the waivers should be allowed for move up, but not move down. That makes no sense.
0: Uh, yeah. Last thing here, um, and I wanted to ask you about this, Pete, because you asked him about leadership from from book, and I and I he didn't really answer your no. question when you asked it, but a little bit later he he talked about basically that Ian Book's leadership, his presence is enough. He just needs to be Ian Book, and I. I totally agree with that. I don't think at this stage, Ian Book doesn't have to, he doesn't need to be anything different. He doesn't have to try to be louder. I think that'll, I think that is all coming naturally to him now that he's comfortable and knows he's the man. But I I just, I don't, I don't think that he needs to change anything. Just keep playing (laughs) it. Kelly, Kelly referenced it, you know, just complete a whole bunch of passes and that'll be good enough. And I, and I, and I bet he would used a different term yeah, was, than that. I don't
2: think about yeah, he used
0: a little different term than that. But um, I agree. I mean, I, I agree. Just be just just keep focusing in on what you do and be you, and that'll be plenty of leadership for this offense.
1: I think credibility was a, a term that I used in the question. I think that's that's what he has so much more now than he did last year. Um, from the highs and the lows of last season, that guys are automatically going to look for him, look to him for direction. He's not going to have to convince them to listen to him or convince them to follow him. I think there's just going to, like you're saying, it's, there's sort of a natural yeah. flow to that for Ian Book now. Um, you know, somebody like Liam Eikenberg, I think, is a little bit different. We heard him talk way more yesterday in practice than I than I feel like I've heard in the past. Maybe some of that is because Haynesey and Kramer and Banks aren't out there, mm-hmm. but that's a guy who can be like, all right, I can cut this loose a little bit more. This this team, especially this offensive line, right now needs it. Uh, but for Book overall, I, that was and I, this was something that I wrote about yesterday. Like for everything we saw in practice Thursday, to me it was like what we didn't hear was as significant than the sort of observations for the season because it was a team that went out. Got its work done, and they got out of there. There wasn't a lot of yelling, jumping around, kind of fake hype. No one was trying to bring energy, uh, but it didn't. But it wasn't a lethargic practice either. Um, if this is sort of a more professional, locked-in group, then that's good. I think that's sort of where Ian Book is. I, I
0: agree with everything you're saying, but I think you know. I don't want to read too much into the first spring practice. And you're right. I mean, normally the first spring practice is everybody's yelling and jumping around and screaming. They didn't need to do that. They went out. Look, when your quarterback throws accurately, that makes for a very efficient practice as well.
2: And no balls look like they got shot out of the air.
0: Right, exactly. All right, this segment's run long. We'll be back. Segment two, burning up the boards.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
0: What were the top three plays of Thursday? What were the
1: not top three plays of Thursday? Boy, um, I guess I'll I'll go with Houston Griffith's breakup of Brock Wright's, the pass, I think Ian Book threw it to Brock Wright. That would be on my top three. Uh, The Ian Book pass that we referenced already over Owusu Koromoa to Lindsay. Uh, And then you could have a pick of about a half dozen catches by Kevin Austin. Yes. Those would be my top three.
2: And you're not exaggerating either. There about are a half, there's a, yeah, there's about a half dozen. And you, you made a good point about him staying up. And it was concentration, juggling. I mean, they were athletic, but they weren't just Chase Claypool leaping high into the air and grabbing the ball. They were, he is being contested a little. He's catching it no matter what. When there's a little struggle, it was his. If it was tipped, it was his. If it was low, it was his. <laughs> and, and again, other than one case, of when it was high, it was his. It was just really
1: a good effort. He by. looked a lot more like the receivers you see running around on LSU. Than what Claypool or Boykin were. Claypool's are a physically big, imposing human. Yeah, they move like they are straight line speed. They're physical. They box you out. They catch the back shoulder. All that stuff. Um, but if you watch the national championship game and some of the catches that uh, Jamar Chase was making, that's a little bit more what Kevin Austin is bringing to the table.
0: I thought there was. I, I don't even know at what point it was of the practice, but Kendall Abdurrahman,
2: Yeah, that was a nice catch. That
0: that that ball was by him yeah. and low, and he made the grab, which. We have a question about him that we'll get get back to him as he's learning the receiver position. But I thought at the end of practice, I thought I thought Javon McKinley made a couple of really really nice plays. Uh, one on throw from Clark. One on throw from Book. Uh, you know, and the, the aforementioned, as you said, the 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 the, the seam route to Tommy Tremble was just dropped in there absolutely perfectly.
2: And Tremble had another one where he kind of ran through Hamilton's jam downfield. Um, you're jamming because it's a one-on-one drill, so you're getting a little more handsy than you're allowed to. Right. And I thought he powered through it. It looked like that's a, that's a man running through it. That's a good play. So Tremble yeah, Trimble made some really nice plays. Um, Kyron Williams um, this might be the bad in a one-on-one drill. Uh, coming out of the backfield, caught a pass, and you're not allowed to tackle, but you are allowed to touch. And Jordan Demar Keith was not able to touch Kyron Williams in space. I don't. don't oh yeah, yeah. That, that was, also, I was
1: I, that could also be on the good plays. That's Oh yeah, very yeah. good,
2: very good shake. And you should probably tap him yeah. at some point. Uh, so I would put that on there. Um, and I think Griffith got. Was it right, Pete? That are you talking about the one where Griffith? It was
1: early in the one on one. Read a route. Yeah.
2: Like okay, yeah, it was right. I thought it was Tremble. He read the route, and even though it was sold well, yeah, he broke it underneath. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice play. So those were, yeah, those were probably the best ones.
1: Not play whenever Kyle Hamilton sprained his ankle was clearly the worst play yeah. ever. It's
0: like, man, this guy's a dog out here. Come on, make <laughs> a play, that kid. Turf
1: and get rid of those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: there was another DJ Brown was defending Tremble and Book couldn't even make the throw. It was a little underneath. It was a little underneath throw just across the line of scrimmage. Such good defense. It was all over. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's probably it, right? Read our practice reports, man. They're all in there. <laughs> Big Mac. Subscribe 24. to Irish <laughs> Illustrated. <laughs> the Athletic. Big Mac Twenty Four. Early impressions of the new hires. I watched Mickens much more. Erroneously, I watched McNulty. Mignol- <laughs> I watched
0: McNulty more. It seemed.
2: If people are wondering why I keep referencing this, I actually thought I was doing the defense. even though know, Tim <laughs> yeah. was doing the defense. So, but uh, I thought the most impressive part with Mickens was when Ramon Henderson got. Beat by Xavier Watts, who probably pushed off a little. That's why Henderson stopped. Watts kept going and scored. You're not supposed to stop. Everybody yelled to him. Mickens went over and immediately explained everything. Like it wasn't like screaming at him, What are you doing? Did you, he's like, was, look, he, man, was he audible to you was he audible to you? I couldn't hear him. I just watched him come over. He didn't have the look was of he?
1: To you, to, yeah.
0: yeah, nor was McNulty, although I, there were a lot of Consultations going on yeah. with Mcnulty and, and Other the tight Pullian, end, so. I'm not
1: sure I heard her coach say anything. <laughs>
0: That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. You can always hear Brian yeah, polling. Yeah. There's no doubt about that.
1: His
2: voice could be gone, and it was the first practice of spring. He needs spring break. He needs 12 days.
0: <laughs> so we don't really. I mean, we don't really have an opinion about these two assistant coaches. I just they think were out Miggins there. Has a very hard job
2: this spring. I and think he c- is going to. use the patience to get it done
1: it's it i think they both of them have really unique jobs that are different to mickens it's a a rebuild of a position to coach it back up um because there's there's just not a ton of material there hasn't been recruited very well it's amazing to me that in the junior senior fifth year senior and sixth year senior class they have two corners that's that's not a great roster management.
2: Wow. You made it sound worse, uh, too. That's really bad. Isn't it bizarre yeah, when you think of it crazy. about that? You that's that's years yes. For
1: McNulty, I feel like it's similar to what Mike Elko had to do in 2017, where there's a confidence rebuild of that group, of the tight ends. I think the tight ends were much worse for wear, working or not working with Chip Long, as Brian Kelly intimated. And I had sort of heard some rumblings of that, that the Titans there was some, like, we're not really getting to much cl- coaching. To here. Cl- if I could clarify yeah. for
0: everybody, Brian Kelly talked about how when your offensive coordinator is the tight ends coach, sometimes the players that get shortchanged are the tight ends, and I I get that. I mean, yeah, it makes I, sense.
1: I had heard about that last year and I kind of dismissed it, um, but then to have Brian Kelly say it, which means that he's taking feedback from the roster itself, which is probably the most significant thing of the whole heart that he's listening to the, the players and the coaches and what feedback he's getting. Uh, I think McNulty is sort of a, a confidence rebuild to have the Titans yeah. feel good about who they are again.
0: Right. Jim uh, underscore Booney underscore CRS. Physically, how would you compare Kevin Austin to previous wide receivers? And I guess that's a Claypool Boykin probably probable reference.
1: I thought, uh, I mean, physically, if you just look at him, Raymond McKnight comes to mind for me. Uh, but he's much more athletic than McKnight is.
2: Um, this is not mine, but I'm going to steal it uh, from Greg from UHND, who's one of our Twitter followers, oh, yes. a lot of interaction. Uh, he's physically reminiscent of Harris Daniels. A little um, stronger, probably, but like the so size, size, just you look at him, he's he so thin. Not sure he's to too, too thin. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm I, Yeah,
0: I picture yeah. Daniels as a little bit longer, just in general longer. I don't know what the actual. Height
2: comparison. We should go with user receivers I, like Pete did. That's a perfect yeah, I, Jamar Chase <laughs> exactly like that.
0: You know, but we referenced a, a ball that was a jump ball, and he just physically, you know, I mean, I I wouldn't mind if he was built a little bit more along the lines of Claypool and Boykin because I think that he is lacking a little bit of strength in in this one particular fifty fifty ball that we were talking about. He he allowed Bracy to out physical him and that.
2: I thought he misjumped. I know we were on the opposite side of the field. Maybe he was kind of off balance when
0: he did it, yeah. But anyway, I I just don't want to – I'm the one that's been saying Kevin Austin is going to be the lead receiver, he's going to hit the ground running, and he did did that yesterday. But on the flip side, I don't want to say that he's a complete player because I think there's still a lot to his game, mainly the physical part of it, that needs to be developed.
2: Zombie, by the grace of God, what storylines or comments coming out of the first practice are we overreacting to, and what, if anything, are we underreacting to?
1: Mm. Pretty sure. Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting question.
2: I think you're overreacting to anything you're reacting to. Because, as I said last year, guys are just going to start moving around. This no, is it's... not... They're, there's too, they're not in pads. They are not allowed to go to the ground at all. Even when they jump in the air, they're not supposed to go to the ground. It's It's... The third practice, when they wear pads, is a little bit more indicative of what you're going to see did, in a football
0: team. Did we over? I mean, what did we? What would we have overreacted to yesterday? The way Kevin Austin played, I don't think so. I mean, he, he made plays.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess if your takeaway was 75 catches, 1500 yards, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would, well, would I, I, I think also
2: if you think because Bracy was getting beat by Austin and McKinley that he's not playing corner well, I mean, he's he's that would be
1: an overreaction. That would be an overreaction.
2: Well. Okay, I agree with that.
1: Uh, I maybe, know,
2: maybe Houston Griffith. I couched it by saying he didn't face a so wide receiver. Could be
1: could be the know. Houston Griffith Isaiah Prior dynamic. Yeah. Um, we got a, a long amount of ground to cover on that one. I think, uh, but for day one, yes, I would give Houston Griffith the check mark.
2: Do you agree though? The most important thing was we've never seen him do make big plays in practice. Yeah,
1: and that's I mean to be fair, last spring there there were a couple spring practices where we would come on this podcast and be like, that's the best practice I've ever seen Brock Wright have, and then in the fall it didn't really translate to into a whole lot. Um, so that, you know, spring is, well, O'Malley probably makes the best point. It's like, if you're reacting to anything, you're probably overreacting to it. There's just spring practice. We've got, the, we've got to react to right. it. That, he means, but, but he said, like, like, no, we I know. Really no, really means like people are reading what we said. There's as a it's indicative of something that's going to happen in the season. Yeah. There is not a lot to that.
2: I'm going to skip we're going to go back to these two questions cuz Denver Maximus overreacted to something I must have written. If I must maybe I wrote it poorly. <laughs> Denver Maximus. Oh, what okay. were your impressions of Brendan Clark with him now knowing he's one play away from this being the starter? It sounds like Drew Pine is not ready per your report. Whatever I wrote must be wrong because that's an overreaction. Drew Pine is just not as big as the other quarterbacks. That's what I wrote. His well, stature, he is physically he's, smaller.
1: He's not ready to play after one practice in college. But it's
2: not from—he's not ready for my report. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, if I wrote that improperly, yeah. his physical, his stature. I remember is obviously early enrollee. I freshman.
1: remember watching Tommy Reese's spring practices as an early enrollee. They were really bad, <laughs> really bad. Yeah. But that's kind of what happens when you're a high school kid in college. Like you, you have to go. A, these are the worst practices of Drew Pine's career. Yes, right think, now
2: they're going to be worse. We can get it's like it's okay to have a, a
1: growth mindset about this whole thing. Like it's it's healthy. This is where you, you got to start somewhere, and then you get better.
2: Caleb Offord definitely had the worst practice of his life. Can you imagine going out there and just having running into Austin and McKinley the whole time? They're grown men, and right. he is brand new out here.
0: Yeah, he got he got torched quite a bit. I will say this in, in, the, in the Denver Maximus question regarding Brendan Clark. We don't know him. I know, did you ever You you never. Did you ever do did. anything with him? You I did? did
1: something with him, um, but I, I couldn't say that I came away okay. thinking like, well, this guy's All
0: right. but here's what, X, Y, or Z. Here's what I think we know about Brendan Clark. He's tough, and he, that, he's physically that tough, came away with. and I think he's tough-minded. And we would base that upon opinions from the former offensive coordinator, and I would base that upon the opinion of... Brendan Clark's personal quarterback coach, who are always biased, Malcolm Bell. I I get all that. but but
1: I mean, his blue-collar background, his dad's a firefighter. Um, You know, it's like there have been plenty of quarterbacks who come through here, I think, a little bit more, uh, I guess, white-collar, or I don't know how to describe it. But, like, Brendan Collar is kind of just more of an athlete who plays quarterback um, opposed to somebody who's gone through the quarterback Churn out machine right? And I, I think that it really think, exists nowadays. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mentally, I'm confident. Th- this is one thing that I think I'm confident of. That if he gets thrust into that situation, mentally, he's as prepared as somebody without any experience can be. can be. I think he's tough-minded. I think he's tough. That's that's a good starting point. The moment if he gets
2: the moment, won't be the reason. I, I, just. Good defensive I'm sure, the, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm sure the moment will be big. It would be big for anybody, but I think he will be as prepared as somebody could be.
2: I'll read this since I skipped ahead of you guys. Wash N.D., with Xavier Watts looking more advanced physically than most early and early skill players, do you think it will be hard to keep him off the field in some capacity if he catches on the offense quickly?
0: You know, so many other receivers stepped forward yesterday that you weren't really – I wasn't really thinking in those terms, but I do – I do, sure do like the way he looks on the football field.
2: I guess it depends on how deep they decide to go. They usually talk yeah. about going deep, and they don't... Well, they have gone... Not even... They have to go deeper than they've gone the last two years because they relied on veterans. But you have Austin, you have Lindsay, Skronic, and McKinley. McKinley's going to play. I mean, yeah. he's got to start making plays in big games out against New Mexico, but McKinley's going to play. That's four guys there. Keyes is going to find some time. So now you're going from that point. That's five guys that will find playing time. Um... You have two tight ends that are going to play
1: a lot in Wright and Tremble. So it's all about opportunity. I think it's... I mean, the answer is it's easy to keep him off the field. Because there are Actually other guys who don't guys, play like... Yeah. Cause <laughs> if he's really going to play out wide behind Lindsey and then behind Skoranek, I don't think he's going to get ahead of either of those guys.
0: And Jordan Johnson's coming in yeah, there's also. There's just not a lot
1: of reps to go around. You no, know,
0: maybe not. But, you know... I Abdur-Rahman again. We got a question. Arrow, wait to that. Micah Jones isn't going to make an impact. Jay Brunel's coming off an injury. Joe Wilkins was sick yesterday, with strep throat.
1: But was like Watts. Is I mean, probably can they the go five? receiver? Yeah,
2: that's, that's why I named those: Austin chronic
0: right. McKinley, Lindsay, Keys. That's five. Well, how about this? Definitely, can
2: he get ahead of Joe Wilkins? Sure. That could get you playing time. Keep so him on the would, field so... is like if they're thinking Xavier Watts is scoring three touchdowns this year. That's would be really so if he can,
0: if he can get in a, the, the top six, they're, they they want to play more receivers. He can get some playing time.
1: Some playing time, yeah. yeah. I'm
0: I'm not. I'm you know just based upon yesterday, I'm not sure that he did anything that says, oh, God, he's got to play ahead of these other he, guys. I think
1: his, his impression on me was more he is more advanced physically relative to his position than the other early enrollees. I, I agree with that. Which is, which is not a. You're definitely going to play. It's just an observation about how you are compared to six other guys. Who all, One's injured. The five other ones play other positions.
2: I think you mentioned it to me during practice. You're pretty much pleasantly surprised he didn't look skinny. I thought he was <laughs> going to look pretty wiry. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Kind of an under, not. underweight nut.
1: No, that wasn't no, the case at all. Not.
0: Peter Fitzwell asks, what has, your, what has you most concerned about this team going into the spring? And the second question is, How big is Ovia Agufo?
1: Uh, the offensive line and the ability to like get that run game going, which it that's a an August solution. I mean, it's an August story, really, yes. uh, because yeah. based on injury here uh, and the lack of Chris Tyree, and you know maybe Trevor Spates if he shows up as well. I mean, it could just be a completely different group of potential solutions to this in the fall. Um, I don't. I did not watch Obiagbue a whole lot. But it sounds like he was very impressive. Yeah, I mean,
0: I just, I, I, athletically, you like him. I think he's got a, he's either been, it's probably a combination of this. He's been taught very well by Mike Elston, and he's learned those lessons, and I think he's a pretty adept pass rusher. Having said that, you know, we're, I think we're all kind of assuming that they're going to have a pass rush again, and they just lost three guys that put a lot of pressure on a quarterback. That's
2: a great point. And to follow up on that, the best thing that could happen to Gofu is that Dalen Hayes comes back healthy and plays 600 snaps, and agofu plays 350. Because Ogofu has not... He can come off the edge against Josh Luck. He can come off the edge against good players, I think. There was a play on the boundary where Ian Book looked at Gofu, and Ogofu has to make the decision, and it was a read option, and he held the ball perfectly, and agofu made the wrong decision for a half step, and Ian Book ran around to the boundary for what was an easy 10-yard gain. That was going away from us. Going away from us. And that is just something that Dalen Hayes would have paused, and made the play on. And that's more important over the course of 13 games than if he can come off the edge one time. Because if the A's can start and then play a different role in the dime like he did a couple years ago when they had that great dime and a gofu comes in for him to rush off the edge, a la Aquara or Jameer Jones, I think that's his best. If he can have um, a
1: role similar to Jameer Jones last year, God, that would be a wildly that would be, successful oh, no, season. That, be, be that, yeah. that would be tremendous.
0: That would be tremendous. I think he's going to make a solid contribution, how much we remains to be seen.
2: Wheaton fan, what is holding Kendall Abdurrahman for making the jump, or is it simply too early to tell?
0: I think what's, I mean, he he doesn't know, he didn't know how to play wide receiver. He'd never played wide receiver coming in last year. I think there were some adjustments to Notre Dame that, that he had to go through as well. Um, but he made that great catch that we referenced yesterday, and he seemed to be getting coached up a whole bunch yesterday, which we had not seen much other than for maybe a practice or two in yeah. August of last year.
2: And I don't remember him getting corrected for any, I he could get corrected for a wrong route or something, but I don't see him getting corrected for doing something wrong. Does that make sense? Like Ramon Henderson, this is what happened to Abdurrahman last year. He quit at the end of a, at it, the end of a drill. He didn't know how to practice. Multiple times. And which, that's, is, yeah,
1: which is fine. Which is totally fine. If you have crime. never practiced, why would you know how to practice? It you is have to learn by going through it. Right.
2: It is definitely too early to tell <laughs> K. R. If we should give up or not, but you make a great point, Tim. He had to adjust to being a College of Notre Dame because he didn't not play a single down last year when you're allowed to play four games because he was ready to go in and do something. Right. So he's coming from that far away. But yeah, he's he's made. I I can remember four good catches now from last August and this, including yeah. you So yesterday. he fla-
0: he flashed yesterday, and we'll yeah. we'll take it from there. Uh, P.D. Halls, in in 10 games, Cole Komet had 43 receptions for 515 yards and 6 touchdowns. I'm a big Tommy Tremble fan and have him going over in all three categories over 13 games. Uh, What do you guys think about that?
2: I am never again, and I swear to this, ever going to predict again, because I predicted it for Tyler Eifert and Cole Komet, and I can't believe they didn't do it, that someone will beat the record of six tight ends at Notre Dame, six touchdowns for a tight end at Notre Dame, held by Ken McAfee and now Cole Komet. No one's ever going to do it. That's what I'm saying. It'll never happen in the history of the sport, no matter how many. If they outlaw running, they still going not get a tight end to <laughs> get seven touchdowns. Because if Cole Komet didn't get his seventh touchdown last year with three games to go, I don't know what to tell you. All right, so, so you say nay on the, touchdowns, on the touchdowns, but touchdowns. what
0: about the 43 receptions and 515 yards?
2: I think right now, if the game, if the season started, he's the second target behind Kevin Austin, the second most targeted player. So he would go over that. But I don't know if it'll stay that way when mm-hmm. wide receivers develop and things like that. I think there could be like Kevin Austin with 95 targets and everybody else of like five guys with 30 fewer targets than him. Or not five, three guys with 30, 40 fewer targets, you know, where he's, Yeah, I think I don't know who the number two guy they, is. Well, I think
0: they're really, uh, you know, I think you can, you got to try to force feed Lindsay a little bit.
2: Just not a, he's not an eighty target guy though. No,
0: no, I get it, I get it, but you know he'll be he'll be another seven pounds bigger by August, and they've they've got to get the football in the hands of players like that. Chris yeah. Tyree, him, I mean Keys, Keys has to be a little bit more explosive. But so
2: you're saying good year, but under, under, under.
0: Um, well, I mean, I I agree with you. The under on the touchdowns. Um, I feel
1: like he could go over on yards
2: because he's he gets plays downfield. Yeah, yeah, just
1: like he'd have two eighty yard plays. Uh, get you over. He's going. His right. average per that's catch is
0: going to be greater than Comets because Comet yeah. you're throwing to underneath a little bit more. JJ Allwine, what are your thoughts on Kerry Cooks as an analyst? Was he in the running for the cornerbacks job?
1: I am. I no, I don't believe no, he was in the running. I for do the not believe job. he was either. Um, as an analyst, that's it's a welcome development for Notre Dame that Notre Dame would have an analyst that you know who he is because they've been fairly anonymous because they haven't been the co-defensive coordinator at Notre Dame or the. Corner ex coach at Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, it's an opinion you certainly
1: trust. Yeah.
2: I don't I don't see a downside to Kerry Cook's going Notre Dame as an not analyst. A,
1: not at all. No. I don't think it's like a game changer. No, but, like, but
2: he could recruit on campus. That's that's really good, too. I mean, Jeff Quinn was an analyst, and yeah. he was able to recruit on campus, right. and he's a good recruiter, too. I mean,
1: that had to help. I bet well, that some, helped when Quinn was here. Maybe some insight that, uh, you know, hey, here's something that didn't work for us at Oklahoma that you guys are trying. That, he would that's have like, like Yeah, this is kind of where, you know, that can get blown up. But, you know, with Terry Joseph sort of leading the way there, and then Mike Mickens, and then Kerry Cooks, the welcome addition.
2: It was also enjoyable to both three of us be looking down there at the same time. It's is, like, that is that Kerry Cooks? That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's why it's a better seat now. There's new a, practice oh, man, we it's so much better. We never would have who that better. guy was if we were in no. the Loftus. It's
0: so much better. Uh, question from M. Melham. If Notre doesn't make the playoffs, what will the reason be? There
1: are four better teams.
2: I was going to say. And you lost to Clemson. There's three better teams and one's coming in. And then... That can knock you out of being. I mean, you could just name. Clemson
1: well, I, I'm Lions, sorry, Staten,
0: Alabama,
2: and uh, they are probably going to be in the playoffs. And
0: M- Mel, I'm sorry, I didn't read the whole question because, or the statement
1: specifically, what position groups? Uh Clemson's quarterback yeah. <laughs> is that? That's probably not. No, what I count. Ca- no, why well, I count. So yeah. Clemson's defensive line. Yeah, that's. Those are just. <laughs> these are just tough. It's, <laughs> which it's, it's basically hard to be re- in the top
2: four. Notre Dame's corners. To say right now, right now, sure. are you are kidding I have to say that, yeah. That's you, we've uh, um, we
1: have we've been for since this podcast yeah. started. Notre Dame's offensive line has to be great, not really good, great for it to be a playoff contender. Maybe
0: a lack of a real, a true number one running back. You may yeah. they may not they may not have that either.
2: I that's a good point because what were we saying yesterday? I like Notre Dame's all these number two guys running around out there, right? There's just not a number one, yeah,
0: yeah. All right, we're gonna uh, we are going to finish with a couple of basketball questions because we had a we had a major why and kind of well because because we had an unusual no those are
2: the questions (laughs) oh just answer why (laughs) and how I'll take why
0: (laughs) Notre Dame absolutely positively should have defeated Florida State at home the other night and they didn't and. I, they cho- they choked. Um, yeah. They didn't have a very good strategy down the stretch. Mike Bray kind of had post-game meltdown situation, and so I'm not asking any of the questions. I guess I'm just kind of... Uh, yeah, I mean, Clark Delabar 1 asked, what is the outlook on Mike Bray continuing to coach at Notre Dame? Yeah, it
2: was the, for the first time uh, this year. I went from thinking, oh, of course he's going to try and come back for one more year and right the ship, to I am... I am as sure as I can be that Mike Bray will resign at the end of the year. I think he's done coaching at Notre Dame. And if he doesn't, that one little part there, he has to pull up Brian Kelly and change the entire culture of the basketball program, including his recruiting.
1: And I know that you have felt in the past, uh, after the Kentucky season, where yeah. they lost Kentucky in the Elite he was thinking about, like, that's it. If, like, if they, they would have made the Final yeah, Four and but made that He was on his mind, like, how do I want this to end? Yeah. Clearly, this is not how we wanted it. No, to end. no. no but if you're thinking about a potential end five years ago, it's still there now, and this has been yeah. an incredibly frustrating. And I don't think
0: he doesn't have to be fired. I, I think that if no, he, he he won't he won't get fired. He's no, not going to get fired. He, he, he would get the
2: her. he would get the Jack Swarbrick. Right. Here's the deal: we're going to make these changes, and he's either going to say yes, you or know, no, and it's uh, and he's going to say no.
0: Tyrone Willingham. Lost. There, there were reasons why Tyrone Willingham lost a job after three years. One of them was they were recruiting so god awful poorly, and that's where Mike Bray is right now. I mean, Mike Bray's recruiting, his recruiting territory, is South Bend. What are we doing? Well,
2: he we lost someone. Yeah. La <laughs> Knighting. <laughs> 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 he, <laughs> he did transfer. Like Thirty us. minutes away. Yeah. I, no, I, it's, I just,
0: yeah. I, I, you know, I wrote a story in December and said that the program was broken. They rallied against bad competition, but they, but they played well. They there's, there's no doubt that he got them playing the type of basketball that we thought they were capable of playing a little bit earlier.
2: I think it's so fragile the situation that had they beaten Wake and Florida State, there's not a chance that I would believe this or or have a thought any reason to believe any reason to believe this. I would I thought you know what he got them all the way back. He wants that one more year. I don't think he wants one more year. I don't think Mike Bray wants to go But John I agree Nathan with or, you,
0: not after what happened. It's after what happened with Wake Forest in Florida State. I yes. don't think that he felt that a week ago. I don't,
2: but I, I don't think he's going... I don't think it's something you just just like go back on either. I think the, the exasperated feeling of it's not going to get better. He doesn't... It Look, I really like Mike Bray, and I've been open about how they're not recruiting right and graduate transfers have to come in. I can't believe one didn't come in this past year. But how they absolutely would have to have two because of the recruiting hole... You cannot, and this is a true statement he made. Nobody asked him about the talent level post-game in a two-minute and forty-five-second press conference, but when he just said there are 15 NBA scouts here and they weren't here to see any of our guys. He's not a first-year coach. They like you should get guys here. I said this to reporters walking out, and somebody actually said to me, Well, they can't get those guys to know their name. How do you think they got to the Elite Eight? Yep. Yeah. Zach August. Demetrius, Zach August I start with because he has been way more NBA talent than anybody that's been recruited in since. Zach August, Demetrius Jackson, Jaron Grant, Pat Connaughton. I know that some of those guys aren't making it in the NBA. Bonzi Colson, Matt Farrell, they're fringe NBA except for Connaughton, but they're NBA-level players. They're NBA-level
0: type players. There's no doubt about that. If there's an expansion
2: that. team, they'd be on it. <laughs> that's the way to look All at right. it. Steve Vastoria is a high-level European player. He's a, He is an obvious professional basketball player. Even Vijay Beachum. That's... He was a re-
0: prolific a shooter pro- and he was in. a
2: He's a professional basketball player right. right now. Mooney is a professional basketball player.
0: Gibbs isn't.
2: Hub will be, probably, because he continues to improve. But no one is thinking NBA for Prentice Hub. You're thinking NBA for Demetrius Jackson yeah. and Jaron Grant. I mean, he has recruited players to hear. I don't know why it stopped. But I don't know simply, why
0: you would want to make that statement. That's as if what I'm that's saying. A, that's not that statement. Ex- can't be made after that game. Well, I mean, what are you talking about? What, it, it's totally on you that you don't have anybody like that. It's a true you statement, have,
1: but you can't be sad. Right, right. haven't right. Right. said that. <laughs> yeah, <thing>. it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, when he said after the Wake Forest game that my Bigs didn't play any defense, like, that if Brian Kelly said that after a game, oh my God. he would get destroyed. <sighs> destroyed. I couldn't believe he he said it, and
0: he said it in the typical Mike Bray way that I love these guys. He but, followed
2: up with, "I, don't, I love yeah. my guys when I don't have any NBA players, but it's you got to recruit the NBA players." And he has done it; he's he's done it his whole career. Rob Kerr has played in the NBA. He has a, a litany of NBA guys that Jack made, Cooley, Jack Cooley played in the NBA. Matt Carroll was a solid NBA player. Luke Heron going to he made it to the NBA. He got Ben Hansborough to come in. He was a fringe his, player. Like there's plenty of guys that can his, play in the his NBA. His heart
0: is not in it the way it was. Losing does that. I, I I realize that. But you know they've got they've got to go to the NIT, right? You can't. No, yeah, they you know, will.
2: They, I think he uh, I, I he will go to the NIT. They could if they actually focus the way they've been playing. They can win a couple. of Win a few NIT yeah, games. Yeah, they could. I mean they're. They'll be playing
1: They're still that playing.
0: Level. They're still playing good basketball. They just blew a lead against right. Florida State I mean, at. they 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 were, they were the better team.
1: I don't see right? them being I mean, they the, were the
0: better team most the, of the night. I
1: mean, yes. They, they they have they were the better team for 36 minutes. Um but I what you said about it, like it just doesn't feel like the hearts in it anymore. That's the vibe that I get and certainly next season man, you you can feel like the for completely dropping you, out, the reinvention would have lose. to be
2: grad student. You, I mean, grad Ooh, transfer. You, you yeah. have to get, you have to, a get waiver.
0: <laughs> you have to get two grad students that are in your top six rotation, seven yeah. rotation,
2: top seven rotation. You do. Yeah,
0: they don't necessarily both have to start. No, but.
2: I'm not saying you bring in. The, you, they have pieces, but you need more pieces because he didn't. Right. There's not. there's yeah. eight scholarship players. So
0: there. some other coach, John Beeline, some who's, who's older. I'm not. I'm not sure that, but he's a great. That's a great college basketball coach. I don't know
2: who up and coming coach they might get, but John Beeline's a better coach for the next five years than that guy.
0: Oh, there's no done. No, there's okay, no done. right. There's no doubt, and I, he'd be a <laughs> so, great fit for Notre Dame. Uh, he would immediately give them credibility, and I they would be a better coach basketball team, a lot better coach basketball team than they are right now. There's just it's a the, the heart the heart is gone, and it's twenty years. It's a no, nice round number. Uh, it's time for Nordame to, to I, turn that page. I think
2: Pete started broaching the, the, the unfortunate point here. Five years ago for it to end like this, is you never would have guessed that in a million... How about four years ago? Two back back-to-back Elite Eights. And then the next year, I mean, they're contended for the the ACC tournament. Right. They could have won the ACC tournament the next year. Yep. I know they lost in the second round. It was a really bad matchup with West Virginia because only one guy that could dribble, and West Virginia realized maybe we can stop him from getting the ball. Um but that was a good team too. That was a really good team. The third year, the last, the Vastoria right. senior year, you could never imagine
1: it would no, go it's like this. No, really has fallen off the table in a just frightening way. Well, yeah,
0: and the re- and the recruiting, you know, and it, like after the Elite 80 tried to hit a home run with a couple guys, and That's and funny. and That's, they, I don't, I right? But but they didn't, but.
2: Need other guys to come in,
0: right? Yeah. You, you, okay, you lose out on a guy like that. You've got to get the next wrong, and they didn't.
2: Like your ad transfer again. You could get the level of Scott Martin to come in every year at Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, you thought DJ Harvey was going to be a real player. Um, that killed them. That <laughs> it really was hurt. A situation where yeah, they they couldn't afford to absorb that. It was a one-player class, and he was yeah. a
2: bust, and that really hurt Notre Dame because they just don't. They have eleven. They want he wants ten or eleven, of eight. I mean, we're making jokes about eight because they're going to have eight again, yeah. but. That was a bust, and then the no player class isn't. You can't have at Notre Dame
0: either. Well, and the, and and Ryan transferring and not being because Ryan had the capabilities of being a prolific college shooter. Yeah, and they maybe got they got no, for them right now. Right, they got no benefit out of out of that either. So, you know, to and we'll wrap up here to be in the elite to to be in the elite eight back to back years and to to basically piss away that opportunity after that is really really frustrating. In fairness,
2: he got. The result of that, he did get one really good class. These current sophomores he did. that have just had some issues with, um, with he, comedy being hurt. And, but they didn't have any help. Like, you would like these sophomores more if they had juniors and seniors and grad students helping them, right? But, I mean, we can... I'd s- like these sophomores
1: more if Isaiah Stewart was also in the front court. Yeah, and,
0: and you're right. I mean, it was a highly rated class, but I think we can all look back at that class and say, okay. But fine, it was higher rate. It was higher rated than it
1: really is going to be.
2: Yes, but it was still a good... Re- like, you recruit... You, re- you recruited a good class, in that one year, that was a good recruiting class. They'd be fine if you yeah. did that every year.
1: It's sim- it's similar, not the same, to the 2016 defensive line recruiting class. Very good class, but they were asked You're to right. do way too much out of the gate. As this sophomore class mm-hmm. on bas- in basketball is being asked to do right now, it's just it's too much, um, and they don't they don't have help. Like it wasn't. when you, you've got to start. You, you've you've got to fill out your roster.
0: You've got to have more bodies. You can't you you can't say. Oh well, I, we can't sign thirteen players because they they want to know who they're going to be sitting. But everybody faces that situation. Yes. I mean, every and and, <laughs> and I, I don't know what major per- college sports. I don't know what percentage yeah. of major college basketball teams have thirteen full scholarships. But
2: I know one team that is eleven. I know if they ran out there all over the court on Wednesday night. Right. They all would have played at Notre Florida Dame, Florida State. Yes. 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 All
0: right, guys. That's enough. That's enough basketball, and we'll. By the next one, we may have something to report on that, but uh, that's NIT. it. We'll be reporting. Yeah, now I mean, as far as <laughs> somebody leaving the <laughs> program, but uh, that's it for today. Where uh, Nordame is on spring break, they do not resume practice until uh, not ne- uh, what time? Tuesday of the following week, not yes. next week. So we got a little bit of a break here. We'll have a podcast on. We're shooting for Thursday of next week, which is March twelfth. And until then. Tim Priester, Tim O'Malley, Pete Sampson, thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Irish Illustrated Insider Podcast. If you enjoy our coverage
2: of Notre Dame football, please consider supporting the podcast with a small donation. Go to irishillustrated.com slash support. Your support will help Irish
1: Illustrated continue to be the leader in coverage of Notre Dame athletics.